0: Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week, I'm joined here by Dwayne.
1: Sebastian, what's going on? We're uh, back to virtual.
0: We are back to virtual, and we were actually, so I'd already named it the podcast episode and everything else, and then all of a sudden, like, our plans changed. So we were actually going to be doing, like, a live commentary of the USA versus Japan game. Yeah. And then, like, what, what happened?
1: I got bored and I fell asleep. <laughs> um it wasn't it wasn't an, was an exciting game
0: it, it, i mean it it had its moments but the majority of them weren't good no. um so i mean so if you if you're just waking up or if you missed the game uh game started at eight thirty this morning in germany uh japan versus the u.s the u.s losing two nothing to japan um which i think is probably of the last matches that the U S has played. Um, this was one of those, this was one of those matches that you're like, this is exactly what you need going into like one more game before you start the world cup. Um, you're going against a different opponent. You're going against a world cup, uh world cup playing nation. You're going against a, 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 a team that, um that's going to be in one of the toughest groups because they got Spain, Germany, uh, and Costa Rica in their group. So they're, they're, they're getting, they're preparing so that they can try to win or get out of their group.
1: Like, yeah. I mean, when they said that, dude, that group is, that's a tough, that's the group of death. After watching Japan play today, I would arguably say that's the group of death. Dude, that's a hard group.
0: Well, I mean, and the U.S. is not in an easy group either, and that's what that's what makes this game slightly, um, this game slightly worrying, is the fact that the U.S. is playing against England, Iran, and Wales. And realistically, um, Japan is very similar to those teams. Obviously, England being the one of the favorites in the group, but but Japan is you know probably slightly better than Iran and not much different than Wales. Um, they were organized. They pressed high against the US and the US struggled at building out of the back. Um, I thought defensively the US was struggled. Um, and I and it's still the the running theme of um um of what is the
1: like
0: what is who's going to be the forward of this team?
1: Um, I mean it's just fair I had every opportunity to be the forward. I mean, he had a good you opportunity. Could argue, you can argue that, hey, that was the best opportunity they probably had the whole day. You they had,
0: they had zero shots on goal there.
1: I mean, it was just close. It's just a little.
0: But it wasn't little, It wasn't within the frame of the goal. So.
1: It was close enough to be the starting forward. I mean, I think that I'm surprised that. Well, no, I don't think they really brought any MLS guys over. I mean, Kellen Acosta, Jordan Morris, I guess. I'm surprised they didn't bring the kid um Brandon Vasquez over. From mm-hmm. he's from the Midwest. I forget what team he plays for. Chicago or Columbus, I think. He's like leading the league in goals. I'm surprised they didn't. I bring mean, jesus
0: Ferreira has been plays in the MLS.
1: Yeah, Jesus Ferreira plays nameless too. Forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> like so but, I- but I'm surprised they didn't bring like that Brandon Vasquez guy over that's leading the league in goals. Like I mean Yes, it's the MLS. Yes, they're leading. Like most of these guys are American or somewhat American, but I'm surprised they didn't bring a couple of these guys over because they are scoring goals. They are in mid-season form, and they've been scoring goals consistently since you know February, March, April. So that's a little bit of a shock because I mean that probably is. It's been the answer is like, hey, where do the MLS guys fit and in this picture? Probably the goal scorers because they're scoring the most goals.
0: Well, I mean, your two starting center backs currently play in the MLS.
1: Yeah, and we saw how they played. And as soon as you enter, as soon as a European center back, European base center back enters the picture, it all changed, right? As soon as Mark McKenzie came in, it came Yeah,
0: but came he, had a pretty, he had a pretty bad mistake that almost led to a goal.
1: Well, the other two had... Several mistakes almost like the goal.
0: Well, no, I just, I just don't think. Again, I, and we've had this conversation before. I just don't think U.S. is is really built to play a possession style of of soccer.
1: I think there's and for
0: whatever reason they're trying to and um, the the strength is going to be in quick transitions using the creativity of of Brandon Aaronson, um, the ability of Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams to win balls in the middle of the field. Um, but but they can't like. Win the ball and automatically slow down because that's that's like Tyler Adams and Winston McKinney did not look great in possession when they had time on the ball.
1: No, and I don't think the U.S.'s strength is having a four-back system. I think their strengths are, you know, having their outside backs are wing backs, so you need to get them higher up the field, making those overlapping. Uh, I mean, if
0: Mike if Mike Barrett is listening to this, he's gonna love it. Like you, you're saying, going three-five-two. Three, four, two, one. Okay. Yeah.
1: Why yeah. two? Because it gives Aaron the freedom to start inside and go outside or start outside and go inside. It,
0: yeah. It I mean, so, bird, it's all three, five, two. Like, it's just, you know, call it whatever. It just
1: allows for more creativity and players to have freedom to move around. I also think that the three, four, two, one, depending on who's in the middle, it kind of frees up space for McKinney and et yeah, but, to pop forward.
0: But then you're. So then in that, in that scenario, you're potentially taking out Gio Reyna out of the equation.
1: I think he's a good bench player, off the bench player. And
0: you would slide if Pulisic was healthy as the other forward. Say again? You would slide Pulisic as the other forward. As the two? As one of the two forwards. Yeah. Because Aaronson would be your 10. Yeah. And you'd play with either Sam Vines or whoever on the left. And I'm not Dez. playing with Sam Vines. No, no Sam Vines?
1: No, Sam Vines never enters another match until the next qualifying cycle. <laughs> I'll see him in the Gold Cup next year.
0: And Serginio Destin, Serginio
1: on the right? Serginio Destin on the left and Reggie Cannon on the right for when they play. Uh, yeah. When they play, who do they play next? Um, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Serginio Destin is definitely starting on the left. Reggie Cannon, and Reggie Cannon's probably the most, you know, right back on the team, like a conventional right back. Like he still gets forward, but he's the most like, I can play as a right back. I don't have to go forward. So Junior does, to be successful, has to be going forward. Same thing with Anthony Robinson, when he comes back from injury, has to be going forward. So I think that just allows those players to be in a more style to go forward play to their strengths. And you let those, you let your three up top be more creative and dynamic. I think sticking, sticking Arrington out on a wing isn't a bad thing, but I think you kind of limit his ability to drive inside and just be creative, pick up the ball and have spaces and drive at their opponents and just slip balls in. Same thing with Pulisic. I think, you know, for Chelsea, he's played in the midfield a little bit towards in the middle. It allows him to be creative, but with the two of them in the middle, it also allows them to balance out. Where one can drop out to the wing, one can still cover the middle, and then vice versa. Just try to do different things to catch your opponent off guard.
0: I think it still comes down to who you're going to put up top. I mean, maybe maybe Ricardo Pepe's is going to get in there. Uh got to
1: score goals, man.
0: Someone's got, got to get in there. Um, I will say that you're you're the ability to slide almost Kellen Acosta too as a wing back. You you have the ability to do that if you really needed to. As well, it's not a position that I mean. Kellen Acosta is now the the new Sebastian lejet right? Like, he can play in any position you can you you want him to.
1: He's better than Sebastian lejet
0: Yeah, I'm not, Yeah, I'm just saying, like, he's your he's your multi position player. He's a player that you can slide kind of anywhere, and he can. He
1: ain't play. driving the bus. He ain't driving
0: the bus. He's, not, he's not driving the bus. Though. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, good. I mean, yeah. Again, I I don't know. I I don't this this game probably leaves more questions than answers.
1: Yeah she um, leaves you a lot more questions than you want at this at this time of the year um, or at this time so of the cycle. In,
0: again Saudi Arabia is gonna be an opponent that you know can surprise people. So it'll be it'll be good. Um I'm excited.
1: Also, but... I also think we were missing the uh the crowd man the, the American outlaws I don't know where they were I guess they didn't everybody had to work today.
0: Not in Germany that's where they were not in Germany. <sighs>
1: I mean, sheesh, man! They should have just got the the air force base over there. And just brought all the soldiers over there to be the outlaws. That's, I think that was part of it too, man. You just didn't have that support that you you're used to having.
0: I mean, what are you? Are you gonna? Do you expect to have that in the World Cup?
1: Yeah, man, bring some people over. Do you expect
0: to have that in the World Cup this year?
1: Yeah, man, get some charter planes. We got we got money over here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like looking at the MLS, you know, gold gold leaders. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, Jeremy Abobasi, Brandon Vasquez. Let those two other guys get a shot. I mean, Jeremy and Brandon both have 16 goals. So give them a shot, see what they can do.
0: Yeah. Problem is, is now there's no more games until the World Cup. And actually, I just found this out. Like I was listening to the one of the few things that that I actually paid attention to when Taylor Tolman was talking. Um, so I didn't know that uh this is gonna be the last game that ESPN was gonna be broadcasting um for uh for the MLS or for the US men's national team. Actually any US like soccer game.
1: Yeah. So um the MLS guys are gonna be training with the U twenties because I mean then the, if you're not in the playoffs, you're in the unfortunate part of you're just not gonna be able to get anything done. Like you just <laughs> It's a a weird, it's a weird dynamic with the World Cup moving, (laughs) especially with games being played a couple weeks or games being played, what, 90s before? Yeah. And then now that um, the MLS will be in the playoffs, everybody won't be, everybody's not guaranteed to play. I mean, I don't know where Dallas sits in the table, but I think the union smoked them. No, they lost to them, actually. But I don't think they're that good to be you know contending in the playoffs at that point of the season. So it's, it's just gonna be interesting. It's gonna be really interesting to see what what this World Cup brings. Cause I think it not just the US, but I think it hurts other teams too.
0: Yeah. Well I was talking about the broadcast rates. Oh? Huh? I was talking about the broadcast rates. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: So I was talking about the fact that ESPN has been or ESPN or ABC has been broadcasting the men's national team for the last 30 years or and the women's national team too obviously in conjunction with with ESPN and Fox um now that's going away like that's it no more no more ESPN so the World Cup this year is being broadcasted on Fox right I believe uh yeah I believe um Oh, no, I got all the channels. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying. So i just
1: not on Paramount Plus, man. That's,
0: well, as you, now that you mentioned that. Um, so, yeah, so all the, all the World Cup games are going to be broadcast through, through, uh, through Fox. But starting in 2023, um, US soccer broadcast rights have been acquired for the next eight years, eight years uh, by, uh Turner Sports which is through Warner Media so what's going to happen is um 20 they they play about 20 games a year between mm-hmm. the men's, men's team and the women's national team um so they're going to be broadcasted on HBO Max
1: Oh, I got that channel
0: so the first time that HBO will actually uh broadcast the live event um and then at the same time they're going to do over air uh, through tbs or tnt so they'll split 10 games there the other 10 games will be exclusively on hbo max so there's that, gonna be something yeah.
1: that that are just gonna be it's crazy to HBO man max. they're making soccer soccer is now pay to watch yeah it's, so not only is uh, the soccer pay to play
0: well to and it's also it's also through turner so nh the nhl is apparently moving to HBO max as well for part of their, for part of their games. Uh, yeah. So money it is. I mean, so within obviously NBC still carries the premier league. Um,
1: USA is what I know hosting premier league games.
0: Yeah. Cause the NBC sports no longer exists, So it's NBC or Peacock or USA network. Um, and then, yeah.
1: Gotta remember all your logins because yeah,
0: Disney Plus or ESPN Disney ESPN Plus has La Liga and then uh the out of market MLS games. Um so you can watch on ESPN plus. and then obviously Paramount Plus is is uh streaming to Syria. There's a party
1: over here today.
0: Now, unless you got Bean Sports, Bean Sports ultimately uh, broadcast in the Ligue 1 Uber Eats. In the Turkish Super League. And the Turkish Super League. Um but, yeah, uh, so which is interesting when after 30 years, uh, ESPN will no longer. So I wonder what happens to Taylor Twelman. Does Taylor Twelman jump ship and Taylor Twelman moves to HBO? Because <laughs> he's out of a job now. So is Alexi Lalas. No more, no more Taylor Twelman. Well, no more...
1: you can, Alexi Lalas can go collect unemployment. We're, we're done with Alexi Lalas. Dude, he's, He He's an idiot. <laughs> um, the guy is an idiot. He's, he tweeted something a few weeks ago. I forget what he tweeted, but it was just like the dumbest opinion. Like nobody in their right mind could have that opinion. He had the dumbest opinion. It was something dumb. It was just like what? Um. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. <laughs>
0: uh, well, we're gonna be doing things a little different today, as far as the podcast is concerned. We'll we'll talk about some club stuff uh, in a minute. I wanted to owner bring something up to you, but we'll just kind of continue with our like world topics. Um. So something that you may have seen. Um, I don't think you sent this to me, but you may have seen this, uh, but so FIFA 23 is coming out next week, right? I believe the 29th last one, the last FIFA. Yeah, the last FIFA uh, video game before EA uh, takes over and FIFA and FIFA creates whatever it is they're going to create if they're going to create anything, but EA will have what is it called? EA, EA FC, right?
1: Yeah, it sounds corny. It sounds
0: tra- Um, but within the new within the new um uh within the Reducid. new FIFA uh what we're gonna end up seeing will be the addition just announced of uh AFC Richmond from the popular TV show Ted Lasso. Um so Ted Lasso is gonna be a manager that you can pick uh as an option for the manager mode and stuff like that. Um and you're gonna be able to Play with AFC Richmond as as one of the teams as well.
1: Uh, I don't watch Ted Lasso.
0: I know you don't, but you do play FIFA. I do. So what do you what do you think about the fact that a completely fictional soccer team, fictional soccer players, um, and a fictional coach, for that matter, will be a part of a a a game?
1: Like- they're going they're making this just like NBA Two K. It's taking the idea of the NBA 2K my career where you have your fictional player that you create, not necessarily fictional coaches They use real coaches, but I think they have the right to, they pay the people to kind of create the storyline. But I think they're going to end up just making an entire like storyline where you get to make the decisions. I think that's what they're going for.
0: But they have that.
1: Yeah. They have that for their career, but I think they're going to make that now for like the manager, like a, like
0: a oh yeah if you have your player career there's a whole storyline that goes associated with it
1: now you're gonna have like the manager where it's like oh i'm ted lasso throw throw a water bottle on the field (laughs) (laughs) that'd be really
0: cool you're you have the ability to make decisions as you're playing as a manager that's like outside of like substitutions yeah you have reactions and stuff that'd be cool because right now the the closest you the closest thing you have is the the post-match interview
1: yeah that you then, lose points for walking out of the technical area and talking to the fourth official then you <laughs> and you might get suspended they might get fired <laughs> um yeah. that's where they might start it off like you might be managing like Barcelona and you like flip out and you get fired and you gotta you gotta start from the bottom <laughs> you gotta go to uh what is it uh you start with for, the- forest green Rovers you get yeah you gotta pick up like forest green Rovers um boca juniors
0: hey hey whoa whoa slow down there
1: you get to you get to pick some low level clubs slow
0: down slow down calm down calm down
1: um
0: yeah it, it'll it be it'll be interesting i think so jason has said uh, i'm truly fortunate and deeply grateful to have had many special moments in my career thus far i consider this experience amongst the best of them as long time of fans of ea sports fifa having Ted Lasso and the whole AFC Richmond squad incorporated into the newest version of the game is truly a dream come true for myself <laughs> and the rest of the fellas. Um, it, I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I think it's an interesting dynamic. I own an AFC Richmond jersey. Uh, I, o- I own a Roy Kent jersey, um, which which is cool. But um, it, again, it was a hit TV show uh, or it is a hit TV show. There's one more season coming out. Um, I, I think it'll be really cool. I think it'll... I think we're going to start seeing a potential crossover of things. I think this, this could be a, this could be potentially what, what the U S needs to make soccer a more prevalent sport or relevant sport, or, or, you know, be out there in the four TV show. I think it helps.
1: I don't know. It, it might. I don't know. I, I don't watch TV. So I, I um. people were like talking about Ted Lasso and like, I remember last year, someone a coach, three v three coach shows up as yeah. Ted Lasso, and I was like, "What's go? Uh, what's going on?" I was completely lost. So, I
0: I think I think there I think there's something to it.
1: I think. Something to it. Um, I'm, I'm not the one to make that decision.
0: Well, in uh, uh, within the next line, within the same within the same lines, um, so the show Wrexham FC that I've that I've told you about, um that follows this national league team that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought on Hulu. Um, So they were a part of FIFA 22. They were in the, uh, they got added to the rest of the world league. Um, So you can play with them and they'll be back on this year as well. That to me is a pretty cool, like, that again, it's the idea of mainstream media crossing over, right? It's not just, it wasn't just about the TV show. It was about what 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 it actually did. Um, now, granted, you can make the argument that there are other teams in the National League that are just as a servant as Rex MFC. Uh, you know, for see
1: Rex FC coming to the U.S. to play some friendlies.
0: I mean, they're still in the national league, so no. Wait until they get out of that; they still haven't gotten out. Um, but
1: they got, to, they, got to, they got to take two weeks off of work. Yeah. Um, but but trash I do think collected trash ain't getting collected for a few weeks.
0: I mean, I just think I I do I do like the fact that like it starts to make it starts to show the U.S. what what this sports what this sport is in other places. Yeah. Um, Wrexham Wrexham FC has shown, has shown people in, in, and I think you can see it, especially where we live in the Philly area, you see it, right? People are huge fans of their, of their Philly sports. Obviously you, you don't particularly follow that, that, that pattern. Um, but yeah, uh, but, but there are, there are a lot of people that are, that are big Eagles fans in this, in this part of the, the country. Um, and not only are they big fans of the Eagles they're they're very passionate and 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 maybe like uh, like maybe unlike other places right Uh, I grew up in South Florida and in South Florida uh, in South Florida you have people that are fans of sports but it's ultimately a bandwagon kind of kind of place right like if we are winning we're great it's fantastic lebron's at the heat we're going there if they don't then they suck whatever like
1: hey miami hurricane fans like they were in the 90s
0: well that's what it is right it becomes that college it so that's the thing i think that's that might be the best comparison that that we have right i think that's a that's a better comparison i think what we view internationally of the football community like as far as like me growing up in argentina and the idea of like you have obviously the club that you support in the first division or the second division or whatever, but you have your local club that you support that you go to, that you're a member of that. You, you grew up going to almost like your local YMCA kind of thing. Right. I have that. Like I went to, I had, I was a member of two clubs that were near me. Uh, one of them, well, actually both all three of the clubs. I, that was, I, I grew up with are actually all in the first division now. So, um, but, you know, I grew up with a club going to doing sports at one of the clubs and the other sports in the other club I was doing summer camps. So you grow up in this mentality. I think college sports is might be the the closest thing to it, right? Like the idea of the pride of it, um, of the local community aspect of it, right? If you went to that college, um, going back for alumni weekends or this now, like, and passing that on to your kids, right? If we're a Penn State family, we're a Penn State family, and everyone's a Penn State family or whatever. I'm just using Penn State as a as an example. Um, we can use Tennessee or whatever, Ohio State, Alabama, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um,
1: well, you're right. Those are the highest attended sports events in the country. Uh, I mean, think about, think about the highest attended soccer event or the sports event in the U.S. It was a soccer game at, University of Michigan because they have the capacity to hold 110 thousand people yeah so 110 thousand people got to r- witness Ronaldo yeah that was Michigan the best soccer state in the country no but they had the capacity I mean to host that game like if Tennessee said hey look we're gonna host a soccer game we're pack that volunteer stadium oh Neyland?
0: yeah 100 100- that's I,
1: I was gonna say a hundred and seven hundred
0: and seven
1: It'll be packed out. It won't be orange and white. It'll be something else. But yeah, it'll be. It's it's growing. I mean, MLS is still growing too. No,
0: and it, there's a huge positive to it, 100. So when one, I th- I think I'm hoping that all that stuff starts to carry forward through through that. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about um jerseys. Jerseys, jerseys. Uh, so currently jordan brand um well i i didn't really realize this until i was watching the psg game last week that like psg went back to nike now like they're like nike branded not jordan branded anymore
1: no they've always been nike brand. They always had a third kit that's jordan oh they're, that's they're two true. base kit they're two they're home and away is nike oh uh, okay and that third kit they have is over Jordan. jordan. Yeah. okay got it all right well but i wanted that's to talk about that goat on it the shoe sponsor
0: I saw that there was a there was a picture of uh, Messi, but just Messi wearing the goat one. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about jerseys because Adidas uh, recently launched all their all their World Cup kids. So did Nike, I believe, as well. All the World Cup kids. Um. So you know, I thought it was cool. Now I do think. Um. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do a public service announcement to the world and and give everybody a little tip. Um. So. I recently acquired uh some jerseys um my dad wanted one of the new argentina jerseys um i got lila who is her birthday today so happy birthday to lila uh today uh also happy birthday to kp uh,
1: Yeah, I saw that on facebook uh
0: happy birthday to kp but happy birthday to lila and i got lila the new pink arsenal kit um yeah. Because she wanted the, she saw in the first in the opening weekend, and she she wanted the Arsenal kit, so I you know I got it for her birthday. Um, so she's got the full kit with her last name on the back with the number five, uh, shorts, socks, everything. Bro, watch like, out, Discovery Kids. For like sixteen bucks, right? Oh, and man. I got the Argentina jersey for sixteen bucks, and I sent you the picture of this. I got the Ricky Pooch, uh, LA Galaxy jersey for for about twenty bucks. Um, so I'm gonna give everybody a public six announcement dhgate.com Dhgate.com plug
1: D-H- it in.
0: Dhgate. Uh, really cool place to find jerseys. I cannot confirm or deny the validity of the jerseys that you might buy. Uh, the jerseys I bought personally have Adidas tags on them. Um, so I can't confirm that they are or not valid. Um, these
1: are sweatshop jerseys i Both can um, jobs. what i
0: can what i can confirm is that they're cheaper uh the quality is good if you're a bigger person uh that might be difficult because the 2xl i bought is tiny um i would always i would recommend getting a size up or two sizes up you get a three XL. Uh, i don't think you can jeez you can't so they're all tiny jerseys so um I'm thinking
1: about They're all they're all wrong. They're all wrongly sized. I
0: thought I I think I think the I thought the jersey I got you last year, the Ricky Pooch jersey I got you last year last year was an extra large because it's like tiny too. Yeah. Um,
1: Started, had to had to lose some weight to get into that thing.
0: So, uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Dhgate.com. Um, also your source for uh two stripe gloves. Instead of the three striped glove. Um, all right, last topic before we move on to the player of the match. Actually, oh no, I want to talk about discovery real quick. Um, uh I saw this today actually. So, uh, Dwayne, do you know the rapper Stormzy? No. Nah. Okay, so Stormzy is a, Are they a firefly. Not a firefly. Okay, no. Nah. I mean, you don't listen to, you don't watch TV. Do you don't listen to music? Like, what?
1: Listen this? to music. How old uh, is Stormzy? Huh? Oh, this
0: Stormzy. is twenty nine years old.
1: Oh dang! Yeah, oh, he's British. He's a British rapper.
0: Um, he's a British rapper that just released a song today. Actually, sorry, yesterday. Uh, called "Mel" made me do it. Um, and it also has a it has a really really cute like long. It's a long song, but it also has a really long music video that features Jose Mourinho. Um, which I thought that was interesting um I, I thought it was it was interesting that that jose mourinho is getting in on uh on on a stormzy on the stormzy track
1: baby, his baby, bumping into some stormsy all the way to game
0: <laughs> uh so yeah uh it was it was cool so check check out the song uh, i would i would uh for any parents out there I would make sure uh, you don't listen to it next to your kids. There are some explicit lyrics to the song. Yeah, I um, know his nicknames is explicit. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of explicit lyrics to the song. Uh, but there is Jose Mourinho is, is in it, and he's on the video, too. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um,
1: like right. the most, he's the most lit manager in the world.
0: I, I want to talk about Discovery Program for a second. Um, because tomorrow I'm going to the Discovery Program with the kids. By myself. Uh so basically I don't I, I just get to be a, a parent tomorrow.
1: You gotta go by yourself. Don't ask anybody for help with your kids.
0: I mean, Dwayne, can you uh what you doing? Can you watch Lila? No. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to the, the sessions by myself tomorrow. Um I will say that what I do like about the discovery program is obviously the curriculum. I think from a parent perspective. Um, I would encourage parents to to just trust the process. Um I as a parent have been super hands off when it comes to to my kid's soccer experiences. Um I've been watching it but like not really paying attention a whole lot. Um mostly because I just my thing is like are they having fun and are they participating? And if they're not participating, at least at least do they show up and, and go there? They know that they're committed to going because they're so young. They don't need to be worrying about anything but just having fun. Um, and ultimately, if they're in the program, they're having fun, then it's worth it. So I think um, I wanted to give that quick, like, little parental feedback from myself, from my standpoint. Um, it, as a person who's who's a soccer coach, um, I don't like I don't pay attention to enough to. I just legitimately take them, go have fun, run around, uh, learn something. Be be nice to your teammates, be nice to your coaches, and have a good time. Like I I trust, I trust what we're doing. And that's
1: it. You're you're the parent that drops the kids off and goes to Dunkin Donuts and picks them up five minutes later at the end and says.
0: Yeah. That would be me if it wasn't my kids aren't young enough, aren't old enough for dudes yet. That. That'd be me. But that would be that would be me. Um all that right. Would that would be me. All right. Uh player of the match. Uh do you have a player of the match?
1: player of the match there wasn't really a lot of soccer on this week no it's been difficult the international break and didn't really play any soccer last week um player of the match We give it out to the uh Middletown High School boys Scored nice. eight goals in 40 minutes against Glasgow yeah and then pumping the brakes hard in the second half yeah eight yeah
0: I'm gonna. I'm. I'm kind of going to go along the same lines. Uh I'm gonna give two shout outs. One to Klein Gianfi uh, for scoring 11 goals in three games. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean. I mean. uh Games were close. He's trying to get that golden boot, isn't he? He's
0: trying. Uh, he's, Actually, he's, I'm gonna switch
1: my player in the match. I'm gonna switch my player. To the match where uh,
0: okay. Um. But at the same time, I do, I do want to give a big shout out to the to the Middletown High School boys team. Uh, it's my first year with them as an assistant coach, and and I've and I've brought in some different ideas. We've been doing a lot of team building stuff throughout the throughout the season so far, um, and they've been open and receptive to it. So I'm I'm happy about that, and I just I'm I'm very appreciative of the fact that they're they're open to that and they're they're embracing it. Um, so I'm you know I'm thankful for that part of it. So who are you right. into?
1: Switching it, I'm switching to another high school.
0: Uh, okay, I'm
1: switching to Sally's top five in the nation. And they they've got a matchup scheduled against the number one or number two team in the nation against St. Uh Benedict. So shout out to Sally's. Also a big shout out to Caravelle for being regionally ranked this week. Yeah, there you oh, go. Um two Delaware teams in the region regional rankings, one nationally ranked. So shout out to those two schools.
0: Yeah. All right. On this day in soccer history, um uh September twenty-third, nineteen fifty. If I'm not mistaken, 1953 uh, was the debut of Alfredo Di Stefano uh, with Real Madrid. Now, um, Alfredo Di Stefano was a historic, historic uh, Real Madrid player uh, born in Argentina. Um, we've talked about him on the podcast before because Di Stefano has a very, um, he's got a very distinctive um kind of like fun fact is that he's played for three different national teams uh, because back in the day you could do that. So in 1947 he played with Argentina in 1949 he played for Colombia and from 1957 to 1961 he actually played for Spain. Um, so but in Real Madrid, uh, he played from 1953 to 1964 played 282 games scored 216 goals um Ballers. and um he he is um he won five european leagues which is now the equivalent of the champions league when he was with with real madrid um he was he was born he was uh, awarded the Ballon d'or um for being the best european footballer of the year 1957 1959 <laughs> um and he is the sixth highest scorer in the history of spain uh la Li- of la liga he is also Real Madrid's third highest goal scorer of all time, and he's Real Madrid's leading goal scorer of El Clasico. Next to yeah. next to Ronaldo, yeah.
1: Oh, Real Madrid! I was going to
0: say never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. Real Madrid, for Real Madrid,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, to get his goals up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, he was he was absolutely outstanding as a player. Obviously, I didn't watch him play. Um, he passed away in two thousand five. Um, You're not old
1: enough to watch him play,
0: uh, huh?
1: You're not old enough to watch him play. No, no. That um, uh, was on, on pre HBO Max.
0: Pre HBO Max, yeah. Um, um in two thousand nine
1: soccer games. So in two
0: thousand six, sorry, May May nine two thousand six, um, Real Madrid uh named their training ground after him. Uh, so it's Alfredo de the Stes- Stefano Stadium. um so they've so that that's named after him as well um so yeah but in 1953 he debuted for Real Madrid in a friendly against uh Nancy uh which a team from from uh France and they lost four to two oh bless you thank you did you hear it or no no okay good all right I press the mean button just in time um <laughs> uh so that was the on the his- soccer history uh all right fair play of the week
1: i got two fair plays of the week all right go for it the first one shout out to germany for hosting a usa versus japan matchup because that is just like world war ii written all over it i was thinking that during the <sighs> oh, middle of the game oh
0: my god man
1: that thing is like a world uh, It's like a world war ii like if you had asked somebody in the 1950s or 60s if you ever thought USA was going to play Japan in Germany, they would have said you're out of your mind. Okay. So shout out to Germany for hosting USA Japan.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: Man got payback.
0: Oh my God! You can't. Oh boy. All
1: right. It's a, that's a history lesson for the kids out there. Is it? Okay. Great. Um, the second one. Um, fair play of the week. Shout out to. Alejandro Bedoya for being the top five over 35 in MLS.
0: Wait, say that again. You cut off the thir- The top five what?
1: Alejandro Badoya, top five over 35 in the MLS.
0: The fact that there's a top five over 35 list.
1: There's actually a lot of players eligible for the top five over 35. The problem is they only did five because a lot of them don't play a lot.
0: Well, that's my point. Like, I don't... Like, why is there a list?
1: They did a top... What did they do? 22 under 22? Yes, they did. And Paxton and Jack McGlynn were up there. Yeah. So they did a I top... Guess you got to go top five. Over, you got you to look out you for the.
0: You can go 35 over
1: 35? <laughs> you can.
0: You can. That's the scary part.
1: But you're going to have a bunch of... 35, 34, 33 are just gonna be training players that sit the bench. Yeah. Or are hurt. They've been hurt. Or,
0: or your Kilini
1: Yeah, or your Kalini. Was Kellini on the on the on the list? I don't think he's eligible to be on the list yet.
0: No, he hasn't played enough.
1: Not enough games played. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um
0: uh, my fair play goes to Coach Natalie. Uh Coach Natalie's recently taken on a, a new a new spot and she's she's now uh the assistant coach on our high school age girls team uh oh, is that official yeah we'll make that official <clears throat> she's training them once a week at least um but but i'm excited for her it's a new challenge for her it's a new um it's a new opportunity for her to to continue developing her <laughs> coaching career um so i'm excited i'm excited for her
1: so um big you shot coach back that. on last night huh she got out there and played a couple minutes with them oh did she she put the boots back on.
0: Good for her. Well done. Good for
1: her. I got. I got this. Turned about the clock a couple years.
0: Good for her. Well done. Um. So yeah. So big. Big shout out to her there. Um. All right. Well, Duane. By the time we talk next week, uh, I will have feedback on being solo parent. Uh, discovery for the first time.
1: I'll have feedback on playing games.
0: You'll have feedback on playing games, and my dad and I are going to the USA or the Argentina versus Jamaica game on Tuesday night. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that. You, <laughs> you mad you're not going?
1: No, nah, no. Nah, uh, I'm okay.
0: I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us this week and remember always receive the ball on your front foot.